0: Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Imaginal Space podcast. My name is Katherine Perry, and I'm really, really excited for this special bonus dream episode. I think this is going to be a really, really good one. I'm really, really excited. Um, I actually had this dream on Halloween. So actually, this year on Halloween, it was like a... It was a full moon and the blue moon because it was the second full moon in a month. And it was such, I remember when I woke up, it was an incredibly powerful dream. I felt so strongly at the end. And I always like to say, you know, whenever looking at dreams, what's the most important to me is how I feel. You know, how do I feel during the dream? How do I feel, you know, right when I wake up? How do I feel afterwards? It's usually about the feeling. And what's so interesting to me about dreams in that respect is, you know, if you've ever paid attention to your dreams, a lot of crazy things can be happening. Well, not crazy, but like seemingly things that are so disjointed, things that don't seem to really, you know, go together or things that if they happened in this reality, you would be like, that's kind of bizarre, you know, and dreams can have like those kind of out there or you know what the word is? It's nonlinear dreams have such a nonlinear narrative sometimes. And what I find interesting about that is even though we can all have, you know, dreams that have such nonlinear narratives, we can always kind of connect, you know, through the feeling. So the theme and like the feeling surrounding this dream is forgiveness, release, and healing. So what I'm going to be talking about today, I'll tell you a little bit about my dream, but The focus of this episode is going to be looking into dreams that center around, you know, forgiveness, you know, maybe needing to release something and in that kind of flavor of healing. So I'll get more into that um, in a bit. But if you're new, welcome. And if you have listened before, welcome back. But what I like to do before any aura reading is I like to take the time for us to kind of get quiet, take a couple of deep breaths and set your intention. So You, every single time I do an aura reading on this podcast, I'm always setting my intention. Sometimes I might tell you what it is, sometimes I don't, and I just leave the space open to you. Today's the only difference between like today and any other podcast is I'm telling you that we're going to be looking at dreams with a connection to forgiveness. So, all of that being said, if you would like to, you know, close your eyes. I always say, I I already know my intentions, so if you need more time, just give it a pause and then unpause when you're ready, but I'm going to take a couple of deep breaths, and then we can get started. Okay, perfect. So for some context, just because this dream was pretty linear and so you can get a little bit more... Of an idea of what I'm talking about as I, you know, travel through the aura. I'm going to give you a brief overview of what happened during my dream. Also, just so you can in general tell, like, is this dream an opportunity for release and forgiveness? You'll you'll see where I'm going in a minute. So the dream starts, and I'm walking onto a patio, onto a in, I guess, a patio of a house that I don't entirely recognize at first. And I see my mom with friends that right now I can't even when I woke up from the dream I can't even remember which friends were there but you know when in a dream like you know that you know the people even if you can't put names to them when you wake up so it's that kind of thing I know that they are her friends I know that I know them but I can't necessarily I couldn't really see or recognize their faces so my mom is sitting there with her friends on this mysterious patio that like I somewhat recognize, like I know that it is in my hometown, you know, the outside very much resembles where I grew up. So I'm walking up to this patio and I I think I'm like trying to get her attention. Like I'm like talking to her. I'm like, mom, you know, whatever, you know, just trying to get her attention in general, her attention. And she seems kind of out of it. You know, she's not like, fully present. She's not kind of fully aware that it just seems like she's not fully aware that I'm talking to her because she's just not responding, you know? So, I mean, it's like, it's also kind of like a party setting. So, I think in the dream, I assumed that there was, like, drinking, which is very interesting to me because my mom doesn't, like, drink at all. Not really, like, occasionally, but she's not, like, a heavy drinker or anything. She's definitely not, like, never had a problem with drinking, never been an alcoholic. So, I think what was disturbing to me, not disturbing, but, you know, was interesting to me in the first part of the dream was that she just seemed like she wasn't fully there. And so that kind of bothered me because I'm like trying to get her attention. Like, hey, mom, you know, like what's going on? And she's just like, it's like she's either completely out of it or she's just completely ignoring me. And I just like I can't like get her attention. So after a little bit, I go like from the patio into the kitchen and I notice that there's a bunch of like, what are they called? Like skillets or like frying pans on the stove. And one of them has spinach in it, which seems like a minor detail. But that's actually one of my favorite things to cook for like a snack for myself, which I know is like kind of weird. But I really just love some cooked spinach with some olive oil and some salt. And so that was on the stove and it was a huge stove. It was like a eight to ten burner stove, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, about like eight to 10 burners on the stove, maybe more than that. The thing was huge. okay. and I'm looking under the pan with the spinach in it and I see that somebody left the stove on. And I don't know how I know this, but I'm like, this is going to turn into a large fire. I Already, for whatever reason in the dream, I already know that. This, like, somebody left the stove on. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's my mom that left the stove on, which is also weird because she has never in my entire life left the stove on. I think my dad's done that, like, once. And I came back and I was like, oh, like, I can't believe you left it on. Um, But she's never done that before. Not that I've seen anyway. But I just, it's, again, in the dream, it's like I kind of know that she's the one that, like, left it on. What's also interesting to me is I just, I know that it's going to turn... Like I see it beginning to catch fire, you know, so I see the fire from like the burner start to spread to the rest of the stove. And in my mind, I'm like, I can't just, you can't throw water on a stove or like a grease or like a chemical fire. So I head straight into the mudroom and this is again, so the kitchen and the patio, I don't recognize, you know, I've never, I mean, I've probably seen it somewhere, but it's definitely not my house. But as soon as I get into the mudroom, The mudroom is my first, not my second childhood home in my hometown that I can remember. So I've only had like, whatever, that doesn't matter to you. But that's basically, it's my main childhood home that I grew up in is that mudroom. So my thought, I'm like going to the mudroom and I'm like, I need the fire extinguisher. And the other funny part about this is I'm like looking at this. Honestly, it looks like, um... Like in your house, like one of those, uh, what are they called? The, the Like the thermometer or the, the thing where you control like the heat and the air conditioning. I don't know why I'm like, the thermostat, the thermostat. It looks like a thermostat, but again, in the dream, I know that this is the way to put out the fire is with this, I guess, now super, super small. Basically, it's a fire extinguisher that looks like a thermostat. Just bear with me here, okay? So this like... So this is where, like, things get a little bit disjointed because it's been fairly linear, you know, so far. I'm, like, walking up to the patio trying to get my mom's attention. She's, like, not responding to me. I come into the kitchen. I can tell that there's going to be, like, a fire in the kitchen. So I'm going to the bedroom to get the thermostat fire, the fire extinguisher that looks like a thermostat. And I'm having so much trouble reading the instructions on how to work this fire extinguisher that I've never seen because I'm looking around for, like, a real fire extinguisher. And I don't see one anywhere. And even further, so my mudroom in that old house had like back steps. It had like a back stairway and the door is open. And my sister's friends are outside, like kind of just watching me struggle with the fire extinguisher. Like they they're like film like they're like filming me on their phones which is really strange because in the back of my mind, I'm like, why don't you just help me? You know, clearly I'm like having a hard time, you know, trying to figure out this fire extinguisher. I've literally never seen in my entire life. And you're just kind of there watching, like either like laughing or like whatever. And just like watching me struggle with this. And you're just not helping me. And I'm just like, I don't even understand why nobody's helping me because there's going to be a huge fire in the kitchen in like a matter of moments. So I'm like reading the instructions, like, doing like kind of the weird stuff like to make the fire extinguisher work. And then I go back from the mudroom into the kitchen. I actually do see a real fire extinguisher on my left, which is interesting. I'm not sure, you know, about all of that. So I get into the kitchen and the fire is huge. The fire is like it's overtaken, you know, like all 10, whatever, like 12 burners. It's it's enormous. It's it's already caught on to like. Um, What is it like the rest, like the overhead of the stove? It's it's huge. It's really, really scary. And so I press like the button on the little fire extinguisher thermostat thing. And then like the extinguishing, like whatever chemical compound, like this stuff like comes out of that little tiny thermostat thing. And then the fire goes out and I all around me, I see like all of the adults at the party. They were just like looking at me. They didn't try and help me put out the fire. None of them like seemed really concerned that there was this huge kitchen fire, you know, and one man says, wow, you know, if that had like caught on, I think it was like it was basically the sentiment of if this like fire got any bigger or if like the flames like reached like this curtain, the entire house would have like caught on fire and would have burned down. So that like the sentiment there is that I was basically one millisecond away from losing the entire house. And then I just start weeping. I'm like crying. I'm like bawling my eyes out. I can literally feel it. Like it was like one of the most intense feelings I've ever had in a dream. Like it was just this incredible release, this incredible sadness. And that is when I woke up. So that's a little bit about that's just like the dream. I'm not going to like dive into like all of the symbols and like stuff like that, you know, but I found it interesting that like, there's a couple of things you needed to know there. There was like the element of my mom being there and, you know, and today we're talking about like dreams and forgiveness. So like, it's no surprise. I mean, we all have like very complex in some sort of way, very multidimensional, layered relationships with our parents. You know, that's like not like surprising. We all have that in some way. You know, we all in this life have people that we need to either like show love to. I think I've said this before on a podcast, but I'll reiterate this because I'm going to be using the word forgiveness a lot. So for me, forgiveness is not about like, you know, somebody did something wrong. And so and somebody's like somebody's in the right. Somebody's in the wrong. So somebody needs to like, you know, like, basically say, like, I was wrong, blah, 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 and then they need to be forgiven. Like, that's not what forgiveness is to me. Forgiveness is loving the, what you thought was unlovable. You know, forgiveness for me is just, like, a a more, just, like, a different form of love, you know, a more challenging form of love, you know, loving what you didn't think you could, and thus, like, stretching your capacity to love beyond what, it's basically loving outside of your comfort zone. I love that. So... That's what forgiveness is. You know, it, we all and this is going to like come up in a card later. You know, this is a very like complex dynamic human experience. You know, there are going to be things that we find are easier to love and then things that are like outside of our comfort zone a little bit. Um ooh and that's actually going to come a little bit later. Um this is like a very big like very very powerful aura. Usually I only do like um what do you call it? like five dimensions in the aura. And today we're going to do all eight. So that's like, that's a lot of energy. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to cover that really quickly because I'm going to be using the word forgiveness a lot. So anytime I say forgiveness, what I basically mean is loving outside of your comfort zone. So just keep that in mind. It's not about anybody, you know, being right or wrong or like anything like that. It's just like loving what you're not used to, you know? So the first card, the first archetype, the first energy that we are going to take a look at today is the Bardo. And I knew that this was so actually originally I wasn't entirely sure, you know, what I wanted to do with this dream. I was like, I don't know if I want to write about it. I don't know if I want it to be like a bonus podcast episode. And it was because I this dream is very, very deeply personal to me and You know, I was like, I can't just spend like an hour, you know, talking about like, you know, my relationship with my mother, you know, going through like every single symbol. Like that doesn't really do anything for anybody else. Like it doesn't mean anything, you know, for anybody else but me. But when I saw the Bardot and today I was just flipping back through my journal, you know, looking at different dreams I had, I was like, this is a really cool opportunity to talk about dreams as a portal and a means for forgiveness. So that's what the bardo is. The bardo in its lightest expression is oh uh, it's such a beautiful space. So the bardo in general is the space between death and life. So if you believe in any of that, you know, it's basically honestly for me the bardo is an archetype. It's whatever you think happens between death and life. You know, so the archetype is available to everybody. So if you think nothing happens, you know, if you think we just like we die and that's it, that's your interpretation of the Bardot. You know, the Bardo is just asking you, like, basically, what do you think happens between the space of death and life? Some people think that, you know, we like return to like one source. Some people think that, you know, we are just we leave our human form and then we just embody we're just like our souls or our spirits. It's like it's whatever you think it is, which is really cool. But for me, what makes the Bardot so special that I could literally talk about it for five hours and just like there's just so much to learn from it is that for me, the Bardot as an archetype contains all of the interpretations for whatever you think this life is and whatever you think happens, you know, after we pass away, you know, if you think it's a transition great if you think like you know, after you die, you go to heaven or hell, like that's also, you know, beautiful too. But the archetype holds space for all of those interpretations. And for me, honestly, none of them are more, are more or less correct than the next one. You know, it's just, I find it so fascinating, you know, to ask people, what do you think happens after you die? Because that says so much about their relationship with creation, about their relationship with spirit. So that's kind of the, um, that's the story of the Bardot, but what it, so now imagine kind of, you know, what the Bardo looks, you know, looks like to you. So if you wanted to pause, I like completely understand, you know, I think about this stuff all the time. So I have the answer right off the top of my head, but if you can, every time this card comes up, it invites you to ask yourself, what do you think happens between death and life? What do you think happens after you die? And what do you think happens before you are born? So if you need to pause it to kind of think about that, you know, feel free to do so because that's really, really important for the rest of the aura. But for me, you know, that's like the Bardot is like the realm of infinite. It's the liminal realm of infinite possibilities, you know, and that's why the Bardo, in its lightest expression allows for forgiveness, you know, in like the highest sense of the word. So Because it contains the Bardot is like the ultimate space holder, you know, it allows you to hold space for like every single possible experience, every single possible interpretation of what this life is. It's like the one of the most beautiful, like healing spaces for forgiveness. And that's why I was so. I was very, very fascinated by the fact that it showed up in this aura for this dream, you know, because what it's basically when the bardo came through for this dream, it reminded me that dreams can be an incredible, you know, healing space, you know, for forgiveness. You know, it can allow you to take kind of like a different perspective, a different lens on whatever it is that's going on. You know, dreams can be incredibly, incredibly powerful. You know, I on on the morning, I guess, Halloween, you know that i had the dream i went through a lot of the symbols and like a lot of the people that showed up in the dream and because there is a lot there you know there's the fact that my mom was there there everything even like my old childhood home um the spinach on the stove um the fact that the the last detail about if i didn't like put out the fire then the entire house could have burned down and then how i felt at the end the incredible sense of like relief. It was like a combination of relief, sadness, um, just a huge release. Um, I was very, very overwhelmed. Like all of those things, you know, dreams can give you just like a different lens and just like a different, like a completely different perspective. So the Bardot is like a huge perspective card, you know? So it's not only the, um, the perspective that is born from whatever you think, you know, happens between the space within the space between death and life, But it's also like the perspective that different realms and different realities can give you, you know? So right now, you know, the Bardot in combination with this dream, we're looking at the different perspectives that dreams and otherworldly, you know, realities can give us, you know, in our waking life. So I'm going to jump over to the temple because the temple is also, it's the card of, you know, creating sacred spaces. It's the card of like, sacred spaces are wherever you are and basically wherever you are willing to receive them. So the chances are, if you're listening to this at all, that you're like at least a little bit curious about your dreams. For me, the bardo and the temple in this context, you know, with respect to the dream tells me that, you know, anywhere, anytime where you are open to, you know, love and where you are open to You know, everything that love can bring you, you know, that transforms, you know, every single space into a healing space. You know what I mean? So if you're open to it, you know, your dreams can be a space, you know, for healing and forgiveness. But that would be kind of up to you to channel the energy of the temple in order to transform that dream into a sacred space. And you do that, you do that with your perspective, you know, going back to the Bardot a little bit. So if you're one of those people, because honestly, before I really connected to my dreams, I didn't know what they meant. I like when I became like curious when I was super young, I would like like in middle school, you know, I would like go on to like I, it was like dream or like dream dictionary or like something weird like that to like look up like what different things meant. And none of them made any sense to me. So I just kind of like I was like, OK, you know. And it was only when I started like developing my own language and my own like kind of not like a dictionary, but like a reference, like sort of thing. So if certain people showed up or if certain like, you know, situations like I've had many like recurring dreams with like specific situations and like different elements to different dreams. And those mean something very, very specific to me. But what the temple does in this aura is it says, you know, everything is an opportunity for you to transform that into a sacred space, for you to continue to develop your relationship with God, source, spirit, the universe, etc., And dreams are no different. So if you're one of those people that's like, you know, your dreams are just like a way of like, I believe this for a long time, you know, when I was younger, because one person told me your dreams are essentially a way to begin to like process, you know, whatever was happening during the day or to finish, sorry, to finish processing, you know, whatever happened during the day, whatever your brain didn't get like a chance to do during the day. It now has like eight hours or four hours or like, who knows, like an hour and a half or like two minutes. If you just don't sleep at all, Um, it has like the rest of the time to process all of that information, you know? So I kind of took that and I was like, okay, so my dreams don't mean much. And so the temple in the Bardo really speaks to, you know, just the power of perspective in this co-creative experience so now we can jump over to the creator a little bit too because the creator is it's not only about it is like about creativity on the surface but right now what's jumping out to me is like you know it's calling out like what kind of co-creative relationship do you want with creation source god spirit etc and that goes really really well with the Bardot, the temple as well Because it's just asking you, you know, just just with respect to even just dreams in general, you know, it's saying that you have so much power, you have so much power to decide, you know, and to bring meaning to whatever it is that you want to bring meaning to in your life. So for me, you know, when I woke up, I was like, okay, I definitely have to read the aura of this dream and like see, you know, like what's going on here, you know. And like that was, that was like my first thing. You know, whenever I have a dream like this, like I'm kind of half asleep when I wake up and like I'm kind of like fumbling around for my phone because I'm like, I have to record this. I always record them because as soon as I like open my eyes, I'm like there, like eyes like closed, you know, trying to like find my phone. And then I'm like, please open like my audio app or whatever. Um, Because as soon as I open my eyes, if I were to, like, open my eyes and then, like, try and write it down, I would definitely, like, lose whatever happened in the dream. Um, But that's, like, my first instinct now is, like, to wake up, all right, keep your eyes closed, open up your phone, record it, and then we can, like, let the medicine sit, you know? And that's, like, a power we have, you know, with the creator is to decide, you know, what we want this co-creative experience to be like. You know, this is not something that you ever have to do. You know what I mean? Like for me, auras, archetypes, spirit babies, even, you know, all of this is a part of the freedom that you have in this co-creative experience, you know, so you can see dreams as an opportunity or a portal or a sacred space, the temple, you know, for, you know, healing and forgiveness, you know, the Bardot, it's, it's a beautiful card. I always post pictures of the cards on the website if you want to take a look at it, um, but the Bardot, the Bardot is the like take a huge. So, there are a couple of cards in the deck, like um, the poet, I would say. And what's another one? The comic that invite you to like take a step back and see the larger picture. The Bardot is the biggest card of you got like seeing the biggest picture possible, you know? So, I kind of call it like it's like the Eye of Spirit card. It's like, spirit observing anything and everything that's happening you know and like that makes to me that makes a lot of sense with the story of the bardo since it's like you know what's going on like basically in between lives it sees everything within the human experience it sees everything outside of that you know so just keep that in mind or like god's eye or like whatever you want just imagine like shifting your perspective, you know, to spirit, to unconditional love, and then just imagine seeing everything, you know, the biggest picture you could possibly imagine. That's the energy of the Bardot. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but I'm sure it'll like come to me later. Oh, right. You know, so that's why it's such like a big player in terms of like forgiveness and in terms of just like loving and holding. It's like the card of like loving and holding space for basically everything that could possibly be in existence. So it's a huge energy. And, you know, there are so many dimensions. There are so many realities. There are so many interpretations, perspectives, lenses that are available to you in the Bardot. And so the Bardot and the creator is so powerful because the creator essentially says, you have a choice, you know, you have a choice, you know, as, and a little bit of the temple's energy, you know, what means something to you and you know what it is like what kind of medicine do you want to bring into your life like what kind of relationship do you want to have with god source creation like what do you want to do with it you know and you you literally have the power to do that you know depending on like what you decide is like sacred to you or not so again if like your dreams are like a space where like you can achieve like so much healing and like gain like new perspectives and you know, learn about different dimensions of yourself that you couldn't, you didn't even think were possible, then your dreams are going to bring you a lot of information. And if you were like me, you know, when I was younger and you think, you know, dreams are just a way of like processing, you know, leftover information, they don't mean much at all. That's fine too. It literally just going back to the creator, it just depends on what kind of co-creative experience do you want to have. And so I'm going to jump over to the riddle a little bit because the riddle is, the great mystery card. It is the card of, you know, nobody really knows what's going on. Like, nobody knows what's happening. And that's why I love the riddle and the creator together. Because the riddle, the creator, and the bardo in general, just because, like I said earlier, I asked you, you know, the bardo says, or whenever the bardo shows up for me, it says, you know, just like ask yourself, check in really quickly, you know, what happens between the space of death and life for you. You know, it's not asking you to like it's basic. It's just asking you, like, what do you actually believe happens? You know, because for a long time, like just going swinging back over to the Bardot for a little bit, I wasn't really sure what happened. You know, I just took on like what other people told me, you know, what happened, you know, especially, you know, when I was super young, super impressionable. I was just like, I guess there's like the good place and the bad place. And, you know. There's no in between. There's no other interpretations, you know, but the Bardot, it's a highly creative card, which is why I was like, wow, this is going to be a powerful aura. When I saw that the Bardot showed up with the creator, because there are like there are infinite interpretations, even if you think um, like, let's just say, you know, you you grew up and you're like, okay, there's like a good place and a bad place, you know, that you can go when we die. Even if like somebody else believed in like that kind of notion of, you know, heaven and hell and, you know, whatnot, your interpretations are going to be slightly different. And that's the fun part of the Bardot and the riddle too, is that there are infinite interpretations. And even if like you think you agree on the same thing, chances are your interpretation is going to be a little bit different. And that's going to depend on what your relationship with creation is like, you know, swinging back over to the creator. But that's why I love that the riddle showed up here. Because the riddle, the fact that, you know, we can all have our own, you know, personal interpretations, but the riddle speaks to nobody actually, like we can know, but there's like no proof. You know what I mean? There's no, like we can all know in our hearts, you know, I know, you know, what my answer is, you know, and like, it's flexible, you know, things like that can change, you know, depending on like what happens, you know, over the course of your life. I know in my heart what I believe, you know, what happens. And again, that really does tie into your relationship with creation. But we can talk maybe a little bit more about that later. But the beautiful part of the riddle is that there is no proof, you know, so I can know what happens, you know, in my own heart, in my own soul, in my own spirit. But I can't force that on anybody else ever because I have no proof. You know, and that's like the fun part of the riddle is the riddle to me translates to the great mystery. And in this aura specifically, you know, when it comes to dreams and forgiveness, it enhances the energy of the Bardo and the temple and the creator in saying that there are just infinite possibilities for how you can interpret dreams for how, you know, for the healing that can come from dreams you know, uh, there's also the ocean in here. So the ocean is also um, similar to the riddles energy. So the riddle, you know, invites us to embrace the great mystery. The ocean calls us to embrace the unknown, you know, so the ocean we all have like our own, you know, personal ocean, the ocean of our spirit. You know, our spirits are infinitely Uh, I was going to say large, but I feel like that's, like, not the right word. Um, Our spirits are infinitely deep, infinitely complex. They have infinite dimensions to them. You know, there are dimensions that are known to you. There are dimensions that are unknown to you. I love this, like, um, not this. It's like a metaphor and, like, a statistic. I don't know. Um, It's something crazy, like, how, like, 20% of the ocean is... um, is, like, known to humans, and then 80% is, like, completely unknown. That could be totally wrong, by the way, you know? But you know what I mean. Like, there's a very shockingly small percentage of our oceans that have been explored and are known to, like, human beings, and then there's, like, a very large, large percentage that no one has even touched before. And that's how I like to think of the soul, you know? We're always learning more, and there's so much of it that just remains unknown and untouched, And so the ocean, oh, I love this. So I love that the ocean showed up in this dream because what it tells me is that dreams in general are a way for you to explore your spirit's inner ocean. You know, it's a way for you to explore the unconscious depths of your soul in a way that like, it's like, it allows you to know the unknown. You know, the unknown is like, There are so many different ways to access the unknown. You know, there's dreams. There's um, like people love like past life regressions. You know, there's um, there's all sorts of ways. Um, There's meditation. That's a that's an like an easy like an easy example. I can't believe I didn't think of that first. Um, But like all of these ways to touch the unconscious depths of our spirit and dreams are just one of them. You know, so for instance, you know, our, so in my mind, I could think like, what do I possibly, you know, going back to my specific example of the dream, I could think, what do I possibly have to forgive my mom for? You know, what could possibly be there? You know? So, um, for example, you know, in, um, I spent a lot of time with my mom, you know, during the pandemic, because, you know, I had like, whatever, (laughs) like, I don't even know if I have to explain all of that. Um, but I had a plan to, you know, move to a different country right before the pandemic. That didn't happen. Um, So I spent a lot of time, you know, with my mom. And I was like, OK, I just got to like, you know, refocus, you know, just figure out something else to do, you know, and like whatever. Basically, everybody's lives were interrupted in like one way or another, you know, and that was like my way of interruption. So I got to spend a lot of time with my mom that I haven't had the chance to do since I was in high school. You know, I had lived with my mom before the pandemic since I, yeah, since I had been in high school, probably like a lot of people actually. Um, and honestly, the pandemic, it was a great source of like, it was all in the same, in like the spirit of this dream. It was a great source of like healing and forgiveness for me um, to spend all of this time with my mom. And I will honestly, it was not, it wasn't it wasn't always easy, but I'll, I will truly cherish it forever. But that's the interesting part to this dream. So I never think that Honestly, I healing and forgiveness, it's ongoing because like I said earlier, forgiveness is not like a one and done sort of thing. Forgiveness is a beautiful energy. Forgiveness, again, is just loving outside of your comfort zone. And you can always love more outside of your comfort zone, you know, just like um, healing. Healing to me is um, because the healer is actually in this aura. So we'll get to that a little bit later healing to me is revealing the love you know especially in places where you didn't think that love was present you know so both of them have this similar energy of just revealing or just yeah revealing the love in like unexpected places you know it was like healing and forgiveness to me and so now even when i'm like talking about it and i'm like putting the pieces together you know there i'm there was so much healing and forgiveness you know that happened you know in that relationship you know, with my mom, just even on my end, you know, um, when I spent time with her during the pandemic and now what I'm realizing is, you know, specifically in this dream that there's a little bit more to do. And you know what, that's like totally fine, you know? So, um, let me give like an example. Cause I'm, I'm also like, I don't want to forget this. Um, so I told you in the beginning of the dream, I thought it was very odd that I was like walking up on the patio and trying to get my mom's attention. And she was just like not about it, you know, and like we don't know why, but she just it was like I wasn't even there, you know, so I'm sure and I'm sure I can like dig into this like somewhere else, you know, that's like not like not to like make it like all about this specific dream in general, because that's like not the point. Um, But what this is telling me with respect to the ocean, you know, the ocean and like the unconscious and like just Now there's just so much coming through about dreams being, you know, and like we all know this, right? But it's so different when like you feel it and you know it for yourself. So this is not like a hot take or anything, but there's so much power in dreams to reach that like 80% of the ocean that is completely unknown to you and can like bring about like different sources and different opportunities for healing and forgiveness that you didn't even know that were there. So like I said, spent a lot of time with my mom, you know, during the pandemic, whatever, and so this dream comes month later, basically telling me that there is still, you know, some healing and forgiveness to do for the ways in which I probably felt ignored by my mom. OK, so and I'm literally I haven't really dug. I haven't really dug deep into this dream because I was like working on a completely different project. So this is kind of my first time, like really, really digging into it. But that makes total sense to me. You know, and I'm only going off of like the surface details of the dream, just the fact that, you know, I'm like on the patio, I'm like, mom, what's up? And she's like not saying a thing back to me, you know, so there's probably something there just in terms of healing, forgiveness, her not responding to me, her kind of like ignoring me, her not like being present with me. And then also her basically almost letting our house burn down, you know, which I already kind of suspected before, but her like just basically sitting, and I'm just talking about in the dream. So there's like something there about her just kind of sitting there and not very present. Meanwhile, in this house, I'm like struggling because there was this element in the dream of like, nobody's helping me. You know, why is nobody helping me? Why do I have to do this all by myself? There's tons of adults. There's tons of children. You know, there's people around that could probably figure out how to work this fire extinguisher before I can like figure it out because I'm like struggling and like fumbling with it and like trying to like look at the directions and it's just not working. So there is probably this element there of like, why isn't she number one? Yeah. You kind of like, I don't know, started the fire. You left the stove on and now you're not even talking to me. And now you're like, what? You're just going to let it burn down. You're not even going to come into the house. And like, so is everybody else. So, you know, stuff like that, you know, it's a good example of the ocean, Where, you know what, there's, again, there's so many dimensions of our relationship that I had the time to, like, you know, confront and hold space for over the past couple of months. And so what this dream did was reveal yet a different dimension that I never really considered before. You know, because like I said, you know, there's no shame in it. Our relationships with our parents, our, you know, our partners, our friendships, um, the other members of our family— you know, like I said, they're they're so multi-layered, they're so complex. And sometimes your ego, your mind, isn't it's not holding space for it all at once. You know, and this is where dreams come in. This is where like the ocean card comes in. You know, what's so beautiful about this to me is that my spirit was just kind of holding space for this. And it was like, I'll give you this message whenever you're ready. And whenever you're ready, you can do whatever, you know, it is that you need to do when you want. But I will, it was like, like for me, like this card coming through and these messages coming through as well, you know, are essentially telling me that, you know, your spirit is always like holding space for you, you know, in just in terms of the healing and forgiveness that you might need at any given time. And it'll like show you what you need to see when you're ready you know, because like I said, there was like a lot of like, you know, even with my parents in the past year, like a lot of like stuff. I was just like, got to like clear this out, got to release this, you know, and that's the other thing, you know, like I said, this dream happened on the full moon, you know, which is an incredible time of like illumination. It illuminates the shadows. It illuminates. Yeah, basically just like this was like, I guess this was a shadowy dream because it did have some fear. You know, I was like scared, you know, again, like, trying to figure out the fire extinguisher, you know, I was scared when I saw the fire and how big it got, you know, in that like small, seemingly small amount of time that I was away, you know, trying to like, whatever. I was like frustrated that like nobody was helping me, you know? So there were like a lot of shadows, you know, in the dream, um, just in terms of, yeah, fear, frustration, sadness, but then ultimately release at the end, which I thought was very interesting. Um, Yeah, there's just like a lot there, you know, and there's a lot that you can like look at. Um, So that's what I love about the ocean. You know, the ocean is like saying, you know, there's a part of your spirit that will like give you the opportunity to heal whatever you need to heal when you're ready. And you in like different dimensions will be revealed to you at the right time when you need them. And like you don't even have to worry about it. So I find that really, really cool. And that's also a part, again, like the riddle. I love the riddle because it, again, it adds like this sense of like mysterious, this like layer of mysteriousness and mystery, you know, to the aura overall, you know, just in terms of like, it's just so cool, you know, that like this dimension of our relationship was revealed to me now, you know, why was it revealed to me now? You know, how does that work? You know, and then again, like, the creator a little bit. You know, you can get super creative with your healing. Um, you can be very, very creative, again, with the temple, you know, with respect to what you can transform into a sacred space, etc. And then we have the starborn. So the starborn is like a little bit of a different energy. Um, and so we are moving into a different direction in the aura. So this is like... Okay, so the starborn is... It's like the card of, you know, you're kind of like, okay, if you are one of those people that finds the story, the narrative of, you know, every soul has like a blueprint. Every spirit has like, you know, like a kind of like a multidimensional, not like a purpose, um, but like a multidimensional expression that is, you know, unique to it. So I guess, yeah, like a blueprint. Um, I guess there's no better way of saying that. Um, I find that So when I saw the starborn originally in this aura of the dream, especially just because my mom was in the dream and, you know, there were all of these elements of forgiveness. What it reminds me of is, you know, with everything that you can kind of, you know, every single time that you can forgive, every single time that you can love outside of your comfort zone, you know, with respect to whomever is in your life, it gives you an opportunity to tap into the abundance of your soul and your spirit, you know, in a very different way, you know? So for everything that you forgive, everything that you love, you know, again, love outside of like what you're used to every single time you can release something. So that, like I said, there was like a huge feeling of release at the end. You know, it was very, very overwhelming, very, very intense. Um Intense is definitely the word for that. It kind of, Every single time you can release in that way, it frees up your spirit a little bit, you know? Now that you're not carrying, like, this, like, heavy burden of whatever it is. You know, whatever it is that you need to just, like, let go, love, forgive. However it is that you can let go, that provides you an opportunity to just, like, tap into... It's like, um, it's kind of like letting go of a distraction, you know? So our attention, our ego, it's incredible. Okay. Our mind is truly incredible. It has the ability to focus on a million different things. Not like, not like a million, but you know what I mean? Like just so many different things at once. But what I'm like receiving from this dream in particular is, you know, there are certain things that enhance the expression of your spirit and then there are certain things that just like don't allow you to express the full abundance of your soul and probably the way that you want to you know and that's where like all of these different distractions comes in so with respect to you know my specific example of the dream you know healing release etc what i'm re what i'm receiving now for that is you know if you c- like for me personally like if i can just like Forgive, like let go, you know, love whatever it is that I need to, whatever aspect, whatever dimension of this relationship, it'll like free up, you know, just another aspect of my spirit so I can just like kind of step in to that full, abundant expression. So that's what I got just like from that card right off the bat. And so now we have the unseen and the box. So the, I, I was looking at the box earlier because the box is quite literally the card of just, like, getting outside of your comfort zone, you know? And so what's, and, like, every single, so, okay. So the box, um, the story of the box is that, you know, within this third dimensional experience, you know, there are so many different kinds of rules and, like, confines and, you know, just, like, human, like, just like boxes that we create as humans, you know, that literally just limit the expression of our spirit. And so what's really, you know, special to me about the box in general is that it is connected to my third spirit baby spring. And so if you want more like details about that, you can just like go onto the imaginalspace.com um and like find it there. But essentially my spirit baby spring is here to is just here as a spirit ally to show me how to offer like my soul at its like most full capacity. So I find it very, very interesting that spring is here in this aura. And I might as well mention to the Bardot. Um, the Bardot is a, a key archetype in my contract um, with my spirit babies too, which I talked about on a different episode um, if you definitely want to listen to that, um, but that just supports what I was saying about the starborn in general, about how forgiveness, there's just this element of like, you know, final forgiveness, you know, really moving on, you know, loving outside of the box, you know, forgiveness release moving on, you know, um, that I really, really like, you know, so with especially with respect to the box and the starborn being in the same aura here for me, that's telling me that like really digging into this dream is an incredibly powerful step into releasing whatever it is that I need to release and just moving on, you know, so I can just like kind of not, um, yeah, kind of like release whatever that distraction is and whatever it is. It's like one of those things where you're just like, There are certain dimensions of relationships that enhance, again, enhance the expression of your spirit. And then there are certain ones that hold you back, you know? And so the message, you know, that I'm receiving from like those two archetypes there is that that is definitely holding me back, you know, in some way, shape or form. So I need to like dig deeper into that. And then there is the unseen, you know, and I love the unseen. It's such a mysterious card. Um, But what this speaks to, you know, in general is that There are so many, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier with the creator and the temple, there are so many unseen elements in this life that are guiding you, you know? And you have a choice, you know? The realm of the unseen, you know, I like the unseen is kind of like, to me, it's kind of like the spirit world. The spirit world is infinitely vast. There are like infinite spirits that you can interact with, Um, but it's all up to you. You know, and that goes back to the creator a little bit and the bardo. So the bardo, the creator, and the unseen. The bardo is like the bardo and the unseen go together really, really well because that is like, like to me, that is like basically like the spirit world or something like that. Um, and that there's like infinite amounts, you know, just infinite dimensions, infinite spirits you can develop relationships with that you can co-create with, like infinite possibilities. Is the bardo and the unseen. And again, the creator, we all have a co-creative relationship with God, source, spirit. Even if you don't think of it in that way, if you're like not a fan of that, those like words, those that like terminology, um, even like the creator, you, you have a relationship with yourself at the end of the day. And, you know, your relationship with yourself is reflected in, you know, your relationship with other people. I'm sure you've heard of that before. That concept's like not foreign to anybody, you know, anymore. Um, but tapping into the creator's energy is really taking a look at, you know, what's my relationship with myself? Like, what's my relationship with God? Like, what is my relationship with spirit? Like, and how does that translate to the rest of my co-creative relationships out there? And that's why I find the creator to be so incredibly fascinating. Um, but that also translates really well, you know, just in terms of, you know, what, The relationship that you have with the unseen as well you know so the creator is not just you know it's not just about your seen relationships so like your family your friends um you know like people animals like that's still like your pets um i don't know plants food like anything okay anything seen it's also the unseen you know and that and again the unseen is one of those beautiful cards where if you want to let in its power you can That's like another, it's just another thing where it's like, it's a choice, you know? So again, like I had the choice, you know, whether to pay attention to this dream or not. And I did, and I'm here and I'm like, I'm like, wow, you know, whether, and that's where the riddle comes back in again, whether or not like you want to like take the dream seriously or whatever, it did get me thinking, you know, about different relationships with my mom that I'm like, hmm. Maybe I could take a deeper look into that, you know, maybe that's worth like looking into, you know, it doesn't always have to be like none of this has to be like so serious, you know, even if you're like, you know, and going back to the Bardot, like you're like uh, dreams like don't mean much, you know, um, there are there is no spirit world Um, or if you're even like God doesn't even exist, you know, it's like it's literally whatever you want. But everything, all of those unseen elements can be incredibly useful, even if it's just like, hmm, you know what? The dream like revealed a different aspect of myself that I didn't necessarily consider before, you know, and going back to the ocean, you know, it revealed, you know, a different dimension of my unconscious that I just wasn't even aware of. Now I can begin to ask myself these questions. Do you know what I mean? So instead of getting lost in the details of the riddle a little bit. And getting lost in the details of the mystery and saying, like, is this right? Is this wrong? Do dreams mean anything? Is the spirit world real? Is God real? Is it not? Whatever. You know what I mean? If it is for you, great. And that's where the Bardo comes in too. Because and that's yeah, the Bardo and the riddle a little bit too. For me, the riddle, the great mystery, especially in combination with the Bardo, is everything is possible. You know, so it's just like, it's like, how do you want to live? You know, all of this is possible. It's very possible that dreams mean something. And it's very possible that they mean absolutely nothing. You know, the question isn't, and this is where the creator comes in. The question isn't whether it's wrong or right, or like ultimately, you know, what does happen after we die? Like I said, you can muse about that forever, you know, the creator brings in this energy of it's not like whether or not you're right or wrong or like what's really going on here. Because the riddle basically says like, you'll like your head will explode, you know, if you're too focused on like, you know, finding the right answer, you know? So there's a big element of that, you know, just, you know, for dreams in general, you know, and whether you want to invite in the power of dreams and the unseen into your life, Don't get caught up in, you know, whether like you have the right answer or not, you know, just even in like a larger sense of like whatever's going on here, because none of us know, none of us have any proof. You know, that's what I was saying earlier. Again, the creator brings in this element of it's not about whether you're right or wrong. It's like how, you know, how is it that you want to live your life? How is it that you want to co-create your life? And that's where like the fun and the creativity begins, you know, and its birthplace is the Bardot, you know, I gave this so I spent a year with the Bardot um, up until like a month ago. Yeah. Um, that was like my card of the year. I spent a year with this card. And, you know, that's what I learned from the Bardo, especially in combination with the creator, is there are so many interpretations of, you know, that energy, you know, between that space, between death and life. Like, is there God there? Is it just the universe? Is it unconditional love? Is there nothing You know, is the spirit world there? You know, is that like where all of our ancestors are? You know, that's where like, that's why I love the Bardot and the creator together because you can get really creative like with whatever you think is happening. And there are infinite answers. There is no right answer. You know, there's only how it is that you want to live because you can get overwhelmed by every single interpretation. You know, I'm a big fan. Like to me, the Bardot is the space of language, you know? So it's the space of like, you know, when I say language, you know, just how, however you interpret this world, you know, whatever you think is going on, you know, some people love to describe the world, you know, within the language of Christianity, Catholicism, you know, there is heaven, there is hell, there is God, you know, Holy Trinity, you know, all that good stuff. You know, religion is language. Um, And then like with the Starborn, even um, the language of the narrative of like, you know, do we have a soul like, or like, um, you know, like astrology, even like, you know, we come in at a certain like date and time, you know, what does that mean? That's a language of its own. You know, there are infinite languages, you know, infinite ways in which you can interpret this world. And what I found, you know, as I was, I was exploring so many, you know, before I just decided to like, I'm like, I'm going to develop my own language because none of these really fit me it matters more like how you want to co-create that experience. And I can't hammer that home enough, you know, because that's what matters the most. So again, with respect to dreams, you know, it doesn't have to be like, all of this can be just be fun. You know, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be that deep. It doesn't have to be that serious. You know, it's like less about, you know, is this dream real? Like what does this mean in like the greater context of things like, you know, and all that good stuff. It, if anything, this dream got me to like, take a look at a dimension and aspect of my relationship with my mother that I like, that I knew was there again, going back to the ocean. I knew it was there, but it hadn't been br- brought to the forefront of my consciousness, you know? And that's the most important thing to me. It's not about like, you know, our dreams, like a way of like, I don't know, like, and I literally don't know about any of this. So like, don't quote me or anything. Um, Like a way of like astral projecting and traveling to different worlds and realities and like, whatever. I don't know. You know, and that's the that's the riddle, you know, Um, it's the riddle and its lightest expression is embracing the fact that, you know, we don't know, you know, and the more that we don't know, the more that we open up for opportunities for the unseen, you know, for the unknown, the more that we can be like, I, you know what? I really don't know. You know, I don't know what's happening. I don't know, like what it is. You know, you know what I mean? Just the more we can say, I don't know that it's like that side of the riddle opens up more opportunities, you know, to explore the unknown, to explore the unseen, which I think is really cool. And so speaking of which, so going back earlier to when I was like, you know, like I said, we're never like done healing because there's always more to love. We're never done healing. We're never done forgiving because like I said, there's always more opportunities. There are always more opportunities to love into the unknown, to love into the unseen. And so the mountain The mountain is the card of just like holding space for wherever you are, you know? So even if you think you're at one point on the mountain, like you're trekking up the mountain, you're like walking up there, you know, like I said earlier, I thought that I was like like a certain place in like my, uh, like in healing the different aspects and the different, you know, dimensions of my relationship with my mother, just like all of us do. You know, I thought I was at a certain place. Turns out I'm just at a different place, you know, in the mountain that I thought, you know, And so the mountain is being present with where you are, appreciating where you've been and also just honoring where you need to go, you know? So it's like, you know, you're like, imagine you're kind of on the middle of the mountain, you know, there's like this beauty and simplicity in just honoring, like, you know what? I am where I am. Wow. Just like, you know, being amazed by look how, look how far I've come, you know, because I think we, I again, not a hot take. Like, I'm, like, number one, like, I don't know. Not, I was going to say, like, criminal, but, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> not a criminal. Um, wow. So, number one, what is it? What is that word I'm looking for? Number one whatever of, like, offense. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Okay. I'm, like, number one at, like, not appreciating where I've been. Okay? You know what I mean. So, I used to be really, really bad, you know, at like just appreciating the sheer amount of, I guess, progress. I mean, that's kind of what the mountain is, you know, at least to me anyway. Um, It reminds me to just like appreciate like no matter where I am, how far I have come, you know, because I think it's very, very easy to overlook that, you know. Also, I'm like scared of heights. So like the idea of looking down a mountain, like looking back is like mm, not really about it um in general so it like ugh. like anytime i've like been on the mountain before and i have like looked down i'm like ooh, like but you know what i mean it's like kind of scary but kind of cool when you look back down and you're like wow look at how far i've come and then you look up and you're like ooh, that's where i'm going that's going to be very interesting you know to see what's at the top you know that's like kind of what this energy is you know in terms of my own healing and forgiveness practice looking at how far i've come being like wow that is amazing that I've made it thus like this far and then being like, wow, you know what? This is where I am and that's where I need to go. So the mountain is like taking that all in, just being present with like all dimensions of the journey, you know? And like I said, in the past, I was really, really terrible at like appreciating just how far I'd come because I was always so focused on. I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to do more. Um And now I'm just, oh, and so like, let's look at Eros for a minute. So Eros is the card of embracing the beauty in humanity, you know, and that, so that goes really, really well with the mountain, right? In understanding that, yes, you know, for me, you know, going back to the creator, I believe that we are all expressions of creation. You know, we are all expressions of source. We are all embodiments of unconditional love. And um, the father's not here. So that's like something else. I was thinking of a different aura that I did recently. Um, But the Eros is specifically reminding us that, yes, you know, we are unconditional love. We are like um, like the universe. We are source. We are spirit, you know. All of that great stuff. But to remember to embrace the beauty and just being human, that's what Eros is. And I love that this card showed up here. You know, because like I, you know, going back to what I said earlier, you know, this dream did surprise me. You know, it was a little bit different in and by the way, like this is why I love looking at dreams in general. Just because, you know, I interact with like my parents and like my close one, like my loved ones. And then also just like bizarre, random people I've never seen before in my dreams. But I always pay attention to, you know, all right. So if this dream I had my mom was in this dream. And then I think about um, the last dream that I had with my mom. It was very different. You know, the messages. I mean, they both spoke to different aspects of our relationship, but they were very different interactions, you know, and also very different feelings. Like, I believe I was very in the last dream that I had, you know, with my mom and it the last notable one. I was super frustrated. Yeah, I was really, really frustrated with her. Maybe borderline angry You know, and that was like months ago, you know, and now I have a different one where it's more like, you know, I wasn't like when I first saw her, I wasn't super frustrated. I was like kind of confused. Like, what are you doing? Um, But this one was more it wasn't fresh. Like the the first one was like frustrated and angry. And, you know, this one was more like sad and like sad and like just like this intense feeling of like relief and release. So that's interesting, too. You know, it's all it's all very interesting to like look at. You know, how feelings change with respect to certain people, certain symbols, certain souls in your dreams. And that's a little bit of an element of the starborn too, is that we can, you know, look at the unconscious aspects of our relationships. So the ocean and the starborn. So we can look at like, you know, the different like relationships that, you know, our soul has with another soul in our dreams, which is really cool. Um back to what I was saying earlier. Yeah, the feelings changed. You know, so it went from anger and frustration to, you know, sadness, relief, and release, which I think is a very interesting transition. But all of that is to say again with Eros, you know, just embracing that we are human. We're not like perfect people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're not going to like like I said, um um actually Eros, oh, here's the healer. So, um Yeah, just in terms of like the healer and what I said earlier with healing, there is no end to healing and there is no end to forgiveness because there is no end to, you know, what it is that you can possibly love. You know, our ability to love is endless. You know, we are literally made of unconditional love. So there's like no end to that. And so I love the arrow. (laughs) I love arrows and the mountain together. Because those are two very strong cards cards in terms of just honoring where you are and honoring and embracing the beauty and being human, you know, and that you're not always going to have like these perfect relationships with your parents, with your friends, with your the rest of your family members, with your partners, with strangers on the street. You're a human being, you know, and like, again, there is no there is no end to healing. There is no end to loving. You know, and that's like a part that's like the part of being human, which is so cool, is that you are constantly given opportunities to love outside of your comfort zone, you know, a.k.a. to forgive um, and to heal and to reveal love, you know, where you thought love was impossible. You know, that's what healing is to me. That's why like healing is like kind of like a miracle almost, because it's like loving the unknown, loving the impossible, you know, and like loving what you thought was impossible and then making it possible that's magic. That's really cool. You know, so that's a little bit of the healer, you know, and I love that the healer showed up in this dream because again, it just speaks to the healing capacity, um, especially in combination with the unseen, the healing capacity that dreams have if you let them, you know, so that's a little bit of the creator again. That's a little bit of the temple, you know, that's just speaking to how is it that you want to live your life? if you want to live your life in a way in which dreams can bring you incredible healing and incredible, you know, opportunities and sacred spaces for forgiveness. Oh, do you know what? Now I'm like remembering in, um, in a past dream, this word, this, it was like this Hawaiian word. I know this seems, you know, random, um, came through in a dream and it was like, it's the, um, it's the Hawaiian term for, healing, love, and forgiveness. It's like ho'oponopono or something like that. I definitely got that wrong. But if you just look up Hawaiian technique for like healing, love, and forgiveness, I'm going to look that up. Okay. So I was like kind of close. It's, oh, ooh, where'd it go? Yeah, it is opono opono. All right. Well, whatever. It's like the Hawaiian practice of reconciliation and forgiveness. And it was a word that just like came through in a dream the other day. And I like recognized it, but I was like, I'm not entirely sure what that means. Um, but yeah, that's like the healer and the Bardo, especially in context with this dream is that, you know, if you want like these unseen realms, you know, they can be an opportunity. You know, the, the healer exists everywhere, you know, the, just like, um kind of like the healer in the temple actually, there is an opportunity for healing everywhere. There is an opportunity for sacred spaces everywhere. Do you want to hold space for the love that can come through? You know? All right. And so finally, we have the vision. And I'm going to be honest. This card, I was like, hmm, I don't know how this card like really goes. You know? Oh, wait, I understand. I was like, how does this card like really go with the flow of the rest of the aura? You know? So the vision is... um, It's a... So the vision is the archetype of kind of actually, it goes really well with the starborn. You know, it's the idea that we all have a unique vision before we're born, and that vision is constantly guiding us, you know. And for me, you know, and like for the way I under- the way I understand the vision, it is a an infinite dimensional, you know, it can it can be expressed in infinite ways. You know, there is no end to the vision. A part of my vision specifically is, you know, accepting all dimensions of this universal family. So accepting that there is healing and love and, you know, that there is value, you know, in understanding and appreciating all dimensions of this universal family. And like, so for example, you know, a big part of my vision personally is, you know, and this goes actually really really well with the creator and the bardo is the understanding that um especially the unseen as well you know every and and the healer sorry (laughs) um a big part of my vision is just the understanding that you know every single aspect of this world you know you can co-create with you can find healing in you can find love in You know, you can find power in that's like a big part of my vision, you know, seen and unseen. So the dream is just like a very, very good, you know, example of my vision, you know, which is the understanding that there is love and there is healing everywhere, you know, within people, within plants, within your dreams. It's everywhere, you know, and again, that goes back to the creator and the bardo, which is just the question of how do you want to live your life? You know, especially with respect to the riddle. Because there are infinite possibilities of what this world can possibly mean to you. So find yours and forget all of the rest. You know, they're for somebody else. You know, and for me, with respect to the Bardot, the Bardot holds space for all of them anyway. It's like the Bardot holds space for the riddle, the eternal mystery of life. And you have a choice, you know, with respect to what dimension of the mystery you want to access. You know, how it is that you want to describe this world you know how it is that you want to co-create and you can jump between interpretations you can jump between those realities you know at one point astrology made the most sense for me you know in terms of interpreting this world at another point the chakra system made the most sense to me you know those are all embodiments expressions of the riddle now you know i found i found it the most useful to just like create my own language you know because there was one point where i was like you know astrology, numerology, human design, tarot, like all of these are cool. But like there was always one thing where I'm like, you know what? I don't fully subscribe to that. And you know what? It was because it wasn't mine. You know, there are so many people with like beautiful multidimensional languages where it's like, I know that is 100% yours. That is 100% your interpretation of the Bardo. You have your own beautiful relationship with creation. And so I just I made my own. You know, and like you learn so much from like, you know, people, teachers like that's again, arrows, that's a beautiful part of being human. But that is a big part of my vision. You know, it's just like us leveraging the power of the Bardot, the creator, the riddle to find, you know, healing and love wherever we go, you know, even if that's in our dreams. So I think that's a beautiful place to wrap up. Um that was a lot of fun and so like now I hope that give you like a good example you know as to how much there is so much love power and healing within our dreams and just paying attention you know and like I said it doesn't have it means whatever you want it to mean you know so for me dreams you know it's not so much like you know like art like Are they real? Like, what, like, am I actually traveling to like another galaxy? Like, am I actually communicating with someone's soul? I don't really know. You know, you can do whatever you want with that. You can be as creative as you want with that. All I know is, you know, and I'm going to dig into this a little bit deeper, maybe just like not here, um, just in my own like personal way. It did bring through a dimension of my relationship with my mother that I hadn't been paying close enough attention to that just needs my attention. And now I can like dive deep into that. And it's all because of this beautiful dream that I had, you know, and like I paid attention. To, I mean, I pay attention to all of them, but this one was crazy intense at the end. You know, and that's where, again, paying attention to how we feel during dreams and like just again, I, I try and record as many as possible all the time, whether they make sense, if they don't make sense, if they do, whatever. Um, I just try and get all the details down, the feelings down, because now that I'm like, you know what? It is interesting that I had that dream, you know maybe like a couple months ago where I was super frustrated and like maybe even borderline angry. But now I'm just like, it's a totally different feeling this time and a totally different narrative. And that's really cool to look at. So, all right, we are going to go out the same way that we came in a couple of deep breaths and then we will wrap up for today. So I always like to take those couple of deep breaths just to say thank you. Thank you to all of our spirit allies, our guides, you know, even just to you for showing up and, you know, for holding space, you know, for yourself. That's really, really important. It's always just important to say thank you and to, you know, honor the space that we and the medicine that like came through the space we created, the medicine that came through, et cetera. All right. So that's it for today. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed, you know. Sharing space with you, sharing a little bit about the dream and ways in which you know dreams can be, you know, that you know, honestly this kind of skewed um, or kind of went in the direction just in ways that dreams can be helpful in general. Um, but as I've seen, you know, dreams as a way to wake up, you know, the unconscious aspects of self, you know, the ocean connections to you know other souls and other spirits, you know, the starborn. Um, the ways in which we can be creative within our own lives and invite in, you know, new ways of healing, new ways of forgiveness and the unseen elements in our lives. And just on and also, you know, dreams are like a beautiful dimension experience of being human, you know, so they are another way for us to just embrace our humanity and to embrace, you know, this third dimensional experience. There's so much that can be done with dreams. So thank you for sticking with me. I had so much fun today. Um, If you could rate, review, subscribe, that would be extremely helpful. You know, to me, um, it's very helpful in terms of podcasting. Otherwise, I will talk to you sometime soon.